Welcome to Cascade Connects, a podcast focusing on the people and events in the Cascade Collegiate Conference. Here is your host, CCC Commissioner Robert Cashel. Welcome to this week's edition of Cascade Connects. I'm your host, Conference Commissioner Rob Cashel, and I am joined today by head women's wrestling coach at Southern Oregon University, Gabby Wyrick, and student athlete, 155 pounder, Caitlin Davis. Ladies, thank you for joining the podcast. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, Gabby, let's start with you first. Uh, obviously, coming off of uh, the inaugural national championship uh, for the NAI in women's wrestling, uh, target on your guys' back uh, and pick number one in the league to win the Cascade Conference. So, talk a little bit about number one that that championship last uh, last February, last March, and and then also uh, being picked number one in our league. Yeah, I mean, it was fun, right? It was a great time last year. Just, I don't think we thought about winning anything, to be honest with you, right? We were just focused day on day in and day out on doing the right things. And it just happened to be when it was time to do it, we peaked at the right time and the girls wrestled great and it just happened. And so, I mean, it was fun. Like I knew that they could do it and, you know, I knew they had the potential, but it was just last year making that team believe that it was their time, right? There's a lot of, I've talked before, there's a lot of turnover in coaches. Um, there's a lot of just bad things that had happened to some of those girls that had been here for six years. So it was really awesome being able to lead them, you know, to finally win a championship um, in conference and then obviously uh, nationwide, which was really, really cool. And so I think, you know, it, it was fun. And honestly, I can't wait to try to do it again. You talked about coming in last year was your first year as the head coach, but you yeah. had really great success as an assistant coach at McKendry, uh, right. where you won, I believe it was three national titles in the women's wrestling category, NCAA category. Yeah. Yep. What are some of the things that you took from your head coach that you implemented and what, what things are, are kind of your own? Yeah. So Sam is awesome. Um, I think of Sam as kind of like my dad or mentor, um, I still talk to him, you know, every other day, it seems like I just texted him a picture of himself this morning and was being goofy and messing around and asking when he was actually going to come down here because he moved to Oregon now. So he's about three and a half hours away from us, which is awesome because it feels like I have family here. Um, but pretty much everything that I've done, everything that I do is, you know, a byproduct of what he taught me. Um, there, There isn't a whole lot that obviously I do different because what he did worked, right? I, I got to watch him build that program. I was the first girl to sign there. Um, and I got to watch Sam build that program from the ground up, right? And in that messy few years, like just watching, you know, how he decided that he wanted his tradition to start and to grow. And I got to watch that and be a part of it. And it was just so fun. Like it, it was a great time. And, you know, our relationship, which is funny, it, it wasn't always great. Me and Coach Sam, you know, it was rough at the beginning. There's a few times that I actually thought I was going to leave McKendry um, because we didn't get along, which is crazy because if you knew us now, you would know that we're like super close. But it's because he truly helped me not only become a better wrestler, right? And all the girls, all the girls that I was around, but he truly helped me like change the person I was, right? And the character that I was. And he helped me find my faith, right? And so he pretty much 
was the reason I started coaching. Like when I saw what he did for my life, I was like, all right, I want to do this for other people. And so um, I kind of give it all to him, right? Like when people ask me like how I run the program and things like that, um, I do a lot of what he did, right? Because what he did worked. Like he taught people how to fight, how to stay in position, how to believe in themselves, right? And he was hard on them and the expectation and the standard was high. But when there was a failure, there still was love and grace given. Um, and so that's definitely how I run this program. And I continue to plan on running it that way because to me, it's more, you know, it's not only about the wrestling, it's just about doing life with people and these young girls and guiding them. Um, I think the only thing that I maybe do a little bit different is there is a lot more love that I give. Um, I'm a woman, obviously. And so the way that I think about things, the way that, you know, I handle situations, I would say that I'm a lot more loving. Um, not saying he wasn't, right? But it's definitely different. Um, I just know girls are wired different, right? We're emotional, a little crazy at times. Um, and so I think I just take it a different approach on that side of things. Um, but for the most part, the wrestling, the technique, the conditioning, the drills, like he gave me everything. And I, I'm so thankful and grateful for him. That's great. And now being in Oregon, maybe that's an opportunity for him to come down and, and get in the room yeah. with you and your team and, and help out a little bit. I think he's scared. Kate He's scared. <laughs> I got to say that, but I think he's scared because we're getting so good. Yeah. He doesn't want to come down and wrestle us. So we'll see though. We'll see if we can get him in the room soon. Caitlin, turning to you, you're new to the program this year, uh, a transfer student returning uh, NAI All-American uh, at Central Methodist, correct? Yes, sir. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your, I guess your experience in, in number one, why you left Central Methodist, a good program, returning All-American, and and how you found your way to, to Southern Oregon and, you know, a championship program. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, the only reason why I even, like, considered CMU was because Coach Sam was there. And unfortunately, like, he ended up leaving and stuff like that. And then, like, he talked so much about Gabby and everything. And then I just was like... I finally took the big step and came here. I didn't even really go on a visit either. I just like came out here and then like it kind of just like really just like everything fell into place. So like there wasn't too much, but like, I mean, everything just was like just perfect. She tried not to come actually. There was a point where I thought we had her, she had signed and then she was like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I can do this because it, it's far, right? She she came over from where she was training was in South Carolina and came over here. And so, yeah, she tried not to come, but. I got her. Yeah. From one coast to the other. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So Caitlin, talk a little bit. I know you're a 155 pounder and um, you've had two, at least two uh, tournament champions. Uh, you won your weight class the, the last two tournaments I saw. Uh, talk a little bit about your preparation going into this year and some of the things that, that Gabby brings to the table in your training that might be um, a little bit different for you. Um, so one thing that like really kind of stood out, like, I guess I've learned from Gabby's like position wise. So like, I've always struggled like with like position, like a lot of the times, like when I'd wrestle last year, I lost matches because like I wasn't keeping position. So that's one thing that like me and Gabby been working on like three, four times a week and in, in practice. <laughs> and it just really kind of changed my game and kind of like, definitely I could see on the mat like that, like I'm winning because of it, you know? So that's one thing. Another thing too, just like having fun, you know, like I'm not, like, I don't want to, like, take the sport too serious anymore, you know? I just want to have fun and enjoy it while I can, you know? So those are, like, a few of the things that, you know, that Gabby's definitely brought to the table. 
Gabby, we have we have maybe arguably the the toughest conference in the NAIA. Uh, talk a little bit about you know you you came in preseason ranked number six after a national title. You did lose a lot of a lot of your uh, uh, wrestlers from last year. You've moved up to number four now. Menlo, um, our conference competitor, was ranked number one. They're number two. You've got Providence. Talk about the the strength of this league. Yeah, no, it's strong, but I don't think I would want it any other way, right? If you look at it in a positive way, if we get out of this with a conference win, right, we've are, we've already beat all the best teams. Um, and I think that's what you want, right? You want a conference that is going to push you, right? When So when we're competing against these people that are near us, it's like we're already seeing the best competition, right? And I think that's awesome. And I try to, you know, tell the girls just to continue to believe, like, I know that we are ranked sixth and I hate saying this, but I don't, I don't believe rankings really matter, right? Like people don't know who we have in our room right now, right? We have 48 girls and there's a lot of secret rep weapons that we have. A lot of young girls, a lot of, you know, people that have maybe red shirted, um, people that people just don't know, right? That are good. And so, for me, you know, I, I'm not worried about it at all. Like if we, like I said last time, if we just do what we're supposed to do day in and day out, we work hard, we have fun, we love each other. When it's supposed to happen, I know that it's going to happen. Like I know I prepare these girls in a way to peak when it's supposed to happen. Um, and you have to beat the best team anyways, right? To win, win the whole dang thing. So for me, just having that tough, tough competition in our conference, like to me, it's just exciting. Right. It, it really shows us where we're at. And um, like for the first tournament, right, we got to go to Menlo. We got to wrestle a lot of those schools that are in our conference and then some other really good top schools. And, you know, it was a perfect example of like, I feel like people are always going to doubt us and then we can go through and just wipe everyone up. Um, and I, I that to me is fun. Like I like being the underdog chasing down, you know, the the top the top people. <laughs> Caitlin, uh, you know, you, you mentioned having fun and, and what, what's what's the best part of of practice? Because uh, let's face it, wrestling practice is not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart. It is a tough, demanding sport. But what what is something that you look forward to in the room every day? I guess let me go live. That's why I really like to like, like I, I really enjoy live practice because I can really kind of like do what I like to do and do what we, me and Gabby work on every, every week. So that's like the most like exciting thing when I come into practice. And Gabby, uh, women's wrestling is new to our conference. It's only been in the league a few years. We had men's prior to that. Um, one thing that I noticed um, from years past is how, how much more safe the sport is than it ever was years ago in terms mm -hmm. of proper nutrition and cutting weight the right way and all of that. So can you talk to me a little bit about the women's, um, the women's game and, and, and that safety element? Yeah, I think when you're talking about women, it just brings in a whole different element that we don't think about, right? Like women athletes are so much different than men athletes, right? Our bodies are different. We deal with, um, you know, the menstrual cycle and, you know, we go through the second puberty almost that no one talks about when you get to college where you're getting some hips and, you know, your body's changing, right? And so 
I personally, I don't recruit on weight class, right? Because I know when a woman gets to college, like their weight is probably going to change at some point, whether that's they're going to get stronger because they haven't lifted and they're going to go up in weight or maybe they get those hips that I'm talking about. Or sometimes it's like they become a woman and they slim up and they lose all their baby fat, right? And so for me, you know, the things that I preach are just, you know, making good decisions, right? As far as nutrition goes and really understanding your body, right? Because for me, like cutting weight, if all the girls are doing is cutting weight, like if Kaylin comes to practice every day and all she's focused on is, oh, I got to lose 10 pounds, like she's not going to get better at wrestling, right? And wrestling's our sport, not stepping on the scale. And so for me, I always tell them like, hey, you guys can pick what weight class you go, right? Like I'm not going to put pressure on them. I'm, you know, as they get older, I might give some advice of what I think, but they get to choose. And then from there, I'm just supportive, right? And I, I help them when they need help. Um, and I'm more worried about developing wrestling, right? And so I know I can develop a wrestler, so I don't care what weight they go. And so for someone like Caitlin, if she came in tomorrow and said she wanted to go 170, like, well, I'm going to make sure that she's the most badass 170 pounder out there, right? Um, no matter what, because to me, it's not about the weight. It's just, it's about developing her so she can be anyone, right? And that doesn't matter what weight class she could go. Um, and so that's how I think about it. And I mean, there's a, a ton of other things that other coaches do, right? Um, but for me, it's about knowledge, learning like how to cut weight right, right? And most of our girls, to be honest, like I want to get to the point last year where almost everyone was eating the night before a tournament. Like I hate the starvation thing. Like I, I just hate it. They don't compete well. They're not having fun, right? And we're almost to that point now that, you know, we'll order Jimmy John's or Panera and almost all of our girls eat the night before we wrestle, which is awesome. And we're teaching it by like, you work really hard and then you eat up, right? And teaching them not to be lazy and just like try to hold weight and sit in a hot bath and do all that silly stuff that people used to do, right? And so, um, yeah, it's definitely a work in progress, but that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, it's great to hear that because like I said, you know, 20, 30 years ago, at least on the men's side, that was so dangerous in, in some of the really acceptable techniques to lose weight or, or to cut down. And, and mm -hmm. I just don't see that anymore. There's there's definitely more of an emphasis on on safety and, and, and health and well-being. Right. Caitlin, uh, you know, talk a little bit about um, what you're expecting. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if Central Methodist was on uh, a semester uh, system or not. Uh, obviously, Southern's on a quarter system, which is, if you haven't been in it, it's a little bit odd at first because you don't start school till late September. You don't get out until until late June, early June. Um, how's that transition been for you academically? Um, it's been really nice. Honestly, I only have like two classes a week. <laughs> yeah, so like um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I have an online class. So, like I can really like fit my training in around my classes and like do extra and do more stuff like running, get extra workouts with Gabby. So like it's been very like super convenient. And then like the classes aren't really like as challenging, at least right now, you know. So it's been like a perfect fit. I really like the quarters better than like the, the than regular semesters. yeah regular semesters yeah they're they're a little bit odd at first but then there, there are some real positives to to a quarter system as well gabby you you clearly uh you know southern oregon university 
rich athletic tradition, certainly in wrestling as well. Um, you know, talk a little bit about uh, uh, about that tradition and the support that you get that I know you get from Matt uh, in the athletic department, uh, from President Bailey, et cetera. And just what's that like to be at a place where, where you're supported? Uh, it was a little overwhelming at first, right? Like I actually had never been in a place or a school and this is like all the way back to high school right high school college that supported wrestling like this school does um like you said matt and rick bailey they're just awesome it's it's pretty much anything we need within reason obviously um they're going to be all about it right and so that was one of the things that i chose southern oregon for and i'm so happy that they followed up everything that they said Right. Because, I mean, you can interview at a place and they say they support it. And then you're there and you're like, wait a second. This isn't exactly what they promised or they said they would be like. Like they've really went over and beyond like my expectations. Um, you know, last year when we won, it was just so good to feel recognized. And not only for me, but just for the other girls. Right. Like they work so hard. You know, the work they put in every day is awesome. Like no one wakes up at 6 a.m. and wants to fight each other, right? But these ladies do. And so when we do accomplish something like a conference title or a national title, like it, it does feel good to be recognized. And they did so great last year. We had a social, we had a parade through town, right? We had a ring ceremony. Um, they just really made us feel special and recognized and like what we were doing mattered, right? And, you know, just even like our president, there's a lot of presidents that don't have anything to do with athletics, but like Rick is great. Like he comes down here more times than not to watch the athletic programs doing their thing. And for me, it's like the one thing that he said is like, you guys are saving the school, right? He said that to us last year when we won, like you've put SOU on the map, right? And we needed that right now in this time. And to me, that just shows that like, he recognizes what we're doing and he's proud of us, right? And he's gonna continue to push for us. And so, um, yeah, it's overwhelming, honestly. It, it's awesome. And I'm I'm very thankful to be in a place that supports us. Yeah, I had the opportunity to watch uh, your ring ceremony along with uh, softball at the same time for their national yeah. national championship, and that that was really special. Um, and and uh, President Bailey was there handing out the rings, and and he looked like he was uh, as emotional as as everybody else was. Yeah, no, for sure. He I feel like he's really bought into the athletics programs here, right? I think he's seeing what we're doing for the school and what type of like people we're bringing here. And I mean, what else would you want from a university, right? Numbers and great people, like you can't ask for much more than that, so. So uh, Gabby, looking at our at our conference ratings and everything, and, and obviously we don't have a typical conference schedule where you go and you're required to, to have a match against everybody, but you'll see each other at, at duels and at tournaments, et cetera. But when we come together for our postseason tournament, which is our qualifier for nationals, is there anybody in that ranking list that you, you kind of are thinking to yourself, boy, um, we, we may have slept on them a little bit, or they're, they're ranked a little bit lower than, than, than probably what I think they're going to perform. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think I'm always going to be a supporter of Providence, to be honest. I think Matt Atwood does a great job with those girls. Um, their atmosphere, I'd say, is similar to ours. They're very family-oriented. Um, obviously, a lot of them are from Hawaii, right, which I think that makes them even more close. But I think he's teaching the same things I am in a lot of ways, like more like the same morals and values. Right. And so we always say that's our favorite team 
to duel, right? Because one, they're going to fight us hard on the mat, but they're going to be respectful win or lose, right? They win humbly, they lose humbly. And I remember last year we dueled them here um, on our senior night and we won, which was awesome. But it's funny, like afterwards, the girls are all in the locker room and they invited them to the Super Bowl party that they're having. They're like having food and drinks and like invited this other team just because we recognize what they're doing, right? Like we recognize that they're just another team that works hard and are respectful. And those are the teams that I'm always going to support and always think that like, all right, maybe people are sleeping on us. Not, not us, right? We're not sleeping on anyone. I don't feel like, like we keep that in mind. Like, I think we can beat anyone. I'm going to be honest with you, but I know that they're going to give us a run for our money. But when I look at the rankings, um, I definitely think that, you know, Providence, you know, they, they have a good chance at it as well. And, and Caitlin, looking at the individual rankings right now, I believe you're ranked third individually in the 155 weight. Uh, and, and Gabby, you have a number of your your wrestlers individually ranked across uh, various weights. Can you talk a little bit about some of your other some of your returners? Uh, you have a couple All Americans returning, um, yeah. and and just talk a little bit about. I know I know it'll change, and you know whether it's injuries or or you know dueling in the room, somebody might take somebody's spot. But right now, can you talk about a, a few of your uh, of your ranked uh, wrestlers? Yeah, I mean, just going through our lineup, right? I, I have faith in every single weight that we have, even if other people may be sleeping on them, right? Um, I like that term. But, you know, even at 101, we, ha we have someone sitting there, Carly Scott. She's been around for you know, six years, I think now, I think this is our fifth or sixth years because of COVID, right? And then redshirting and things like that. But, you know, it, it's awesome watching her growth even over the last two years with me last year and then this year. Um, and she's just becoming a little killer, right? And that's someone that no one knows who she is, but she works hard every day. She puts her head down. She gets good grades. She's a nice person, right? And so I think people you're going to be surprised that she's going to win some matches that maybe people think that she's not going to. And the same with our other little 101 pounder that we just got back um, from an ACL tear, Leah or Liana um, Ferreira. I hope I said that right. Um, but she is from Hawaii. And, you know, we were really excited about her last year. And then we found out that she tore ACL and it was kind of a bummer, but she had her first tournament back this last weekend. And so I'm, I'm super pumped to see what she's going to do. Right. And neither one of those girls are ranked. And, and I said that for a reason because they just work so hard and I know their potential. So it's fun to like know that, you know, those are two girls that by the end of the year, like they are going to be in the rankings, right? And they are going to be winning matches that people don't think. Um, you move to 109 and we have Emma sitting there. We call her Baby Shark. Um, I think she was ranked number two this last go around. And Emma, you know, she, again, she has so much talent. She might be one of the most talented wrestlers in our room, right? But she took a year last year to redshirt um, just because we had a few 109 pounders. She needed a year just to mentally mature. And like I said, I, I honestly think she is talented, like more talented than any other 109 pounder in this country. And she'd probably hate me for saying that, but I think it's true. I just think, you know, if she's ready to mentally tap in on the day of the national tournament, she could go win the whole thing, right? For sure. Um, you know, moving up the lineup to 116, we have some older girls that are sitting there and some younger girls. So it'll be fun to see how that turns out. Um, 123, again, some younger and older girls that are just sitting around um, that are going to do great. I think Skyla, uh, she's a freshman this year. She's ranked this last ranking. She was fifth. 
um, you know, came in and beat the number, the girl who got second last year at nationals at Menlo. And so, you know, she's going to be one to look out for. Um, 130, Cato or Catalina Moreno. Um, obviously, she, we moved her up from 23 to 30, to be honest, for the challenge, right? Like, I, I was tired of watching her <laughs> blow through all the girls that she was wrestling at 123. And so we had a conversation about, like, what was more important, right, like this year. And we decided that moving her up was also going to help her on her goals of calling qualifying for the Olympic trials. And so I, I honestly think Cotto's going to win it at any weight. I could put her at 23, 36. Like she's just a gamer and she's going to come out and wrestle hard and win no matter what. Um, 36, we have a returning All-American, all Desney Lopez. Um, she didn't wrestle for us last year because of some injuries and things just didn't work out, but she's back and ready to finish her senior year. And I just had a conversation with today and she's loving wrestling again and happy. And so, you know, I can definitely see her moving up in the rankings, you know, placing for sure, um, you know, high up if I had to guess. Um, 143, Bella Amaro, just a beast, right? Uh, she got fourth last year at nationals as a true freshman. Um, and she just gets better every day. Her faith, she's a big Christian and her faith carries her through, you know, the hard times, the losses and someone like that, I think is just gonna um, continue to grow year to year, right? And she could easily get into the finals. I think last year she lost in the semis on a criteria point, right? Um, so like she she's gonna be right there. Um, you go to 155, obviously the stud sitting next to me and, uh, you know, obviously she's in this conversation, so it's kind of awkward, but I believe she could win it at any weight, right? She's one of the best wrestlers in the country, not even in college. And she probably hates me for saying that as well, but I get to be with her every day and I get to hang out with her and wrestle with her. And she has a feel that I, I believe no other college woman wrestler has. And I can say that with confidence. And so, you know, as long as we continue to work on, the you know the struggle areas or the weaknesses that everybody has she's going to come out and do great um 170 Shanita Lawson's going to be there she's a transfer from Grandview uh, I believe she was ranked third maybe this last ranking um but Shanita just has a, a positive attitude and again as a gamer she's someone that you know watching her in practice and working with her in practice is completely different than what she does on the mat when she's actually wrestling live. And it doesn't mean she doesn't work hard. It's just like she comes alive when she's wrestling live. So it's going to be super fun to actually see her at 170, you know, getting to put her hands on some of these girls and maybe beating some old teammates would be kind of cool to watch her do. So I'm excited for that. And then uh, 191, Ramona uh, Jimenez. She is another girl who's been on this program for five years, I think. Um, awesome person. She has about three jobs, has a high GPA, right? And she's just a killer in everything she does. And because that, I have no doubt that she's going to finish her college career this year on a high note. And so um, there's plenty of girls, right? We have 48 girls and I could probably go through each one of them and tell you my confidence in them and what they're going to do now or in the future. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think all of our girls are going to continue to surprise people. Yeah, it, it, um, it you sound like you have a loaded room and, and w which makes for the live practicing probably super exciting when you when you're uh, when you're out there on the mat. And Caitlin, that's probably why you like that live stuff so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Gabby, what's next on the schedule for you guys? 
we go into finals week, but we have about 10 girls that are going to go to the U.S. Open, and we're going to try to qualify as many as we can for the Olympic trials. Um, and so we're pretty excited for that, too. And I know it's college season, but um, what's the only thing cooler than winning a national title is, right, is putting people on world teams and getting to represent the U.S. And so, you know, that's kind of what we're looking for, even as an NAIA school. I think a lot of people think like, oh, you know, they're just doing the college thing. Like, no, we're going to see how many people we can get onto the senior level, you know, the junior USA teams and all of that. And it doesn't take away from what we're doing in college because we train the same, right? We're training right through it, but um, it is another opportunity for them to to shine and get, you know, experience wrestling some of those girls that, you know, maybe they've looked up to in the past. And it's fun watching them realize like, hey, I'm just as good as better or better than the people that maybe they've idolized in the past. So as a coach, that's always fun watching them start to believe in themselves on a different level as well. I'm assuming you're one of those 10 that are going to go to the, go to the trials. Yes, sir. That's great. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you. you. Uh, Caitlin, uh, one word to describe your coach, what would it be? Like loving and awesome. Like I can't do one word. She's just like, okay. so <laughs> I like the word loving. I think that's a good one. I, I like being that, That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> and Gabby, one, one word to describe Caitlin. Passionate. And I know that's like kind of along the same like lines of loving, but like everything that I've watched her do since she's gotten here is just like, she does it with passion, right? Whether it's laughing in the cafeteria with her friends, whether it's you know, go, doing the homework assignments that she doesn't like, like even when she complains and doesn't want to do them. And she <laughs> actually does it knowing that she has to put a little bit of heart into it because it comes back to the rest of her life. Right. And so, and then when it comes to wrestling, obviously, like, I think she's very passionate about what she does. So, Caitlin, it's, it sounds like you found uh, the perfect place, the perfect school, perfect program. Uh, and we wish you nothing but the best of luck this year. Thank you. Gabby and, and Caitlin, thank you so much for joining this edition of Cascade Connects. We look forward to the rest of the season for you guys and then certainly at the Cascade Conference Championships uh, down in Menlo on February 25th. Yeah, it should be fun. We can't wait. On behalf of Director Courtney Blummer and host Robert Cashel, thanks for tuning in to Cascade Connects, the official podcast of the Cascade Collegiate Conference, 15 championships, and over 3,000 student-athletes. This is the CCC.